Have you ever thought about the negative side of dating apps? I'm not talking about that one weird Tinder date that asked you out in hopes of actually hooking up with your friend. Or the weird guy you went on a date with that had a free roaming iguana and a monster energy drink tattoo. I'm talking about real life horror stories that all started with downloading a dating app. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. Let's hope you swipe right on this episode. What do you know about Tinder? Uh, it's a dating app. I think people use it to like meet new people and like hook up or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if many people use it to actually date. Tinder is a free mobile app where you look at pictures of other people and decide if you like what you see. So when you're on it, what do you do? What are you looking for? What am I looking for? Yeah. I mean, pretty girls, but like... <laughs> Does it list anything about the person or is it just strictly a picture? It's actually six pictures. Tinder also imports data from your Facebook account and uses GPS to select people nearby that it thinks you might like. If you don't like them, you swipe left. If you do, you swipe right. Um. <clears throat> Hi. <laughs> had, to, had to get that out of the way. So I guess before we jump into the big Tinder stuff, I wanted to talk about like just so we, we didn't record last week. Because technically the episode that came out this week that we would have recorded last week, we recorded the other week. That sounds really confusing. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, Athena had COVID and then we had a very um, big event happen in the cryptic soup world. So we just we took it. We took a week break because we needed to. In that time, we had our, our winner of our giveaway. Our win uh, the giveaway. The giveaway. <laughs> the giveaway. Um, Saudi won, and due to that, Saudi gets to pick an episode for the last episode of the month. And we we've been in touch. We know what we're gonna cover. I think it's gonna be really cool. Well, Olivia won. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> well, Sa Saudi is a winner. Saudi won. I know. Won no, the no, I, know I know. I know. Olivia but... won for. You know what? We don't need to tell you who won. You should have listened to the giveaway winners. Hey, that was really cool, too. Um, it was fun. Give a round of applause to Taylor. For clap, 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 He completely came up with that on his own. Like, we had... I mean, we, we gave him, like, what we needed to say, but then he was like, nope, I'm taking I'm it roll this with direction. It. And it was so funny and clever. We loved that. Yeah. So uh, keep listening, because uh, you might hear some creative stuff coming your way. And, you know, if you peer pressure us enough, maybe we'll have Taylor be a guest. A guest? A guest. Be our guest. <laughs> be our guest. Be our guest. We our guest. Be our guest. <laughs> we also had a request for a case that we're going to try to cover in the next month or so from Chelsea H. We she she put in two requests of really cool things. One of them I knew of. The other one I, I had never even heard of. It was a cryptid. What? <laughs> You didn't hear about a cryptid. <laughs> All right. I don't need your judgments here. You write it down and on the calendar, guys. You didn't know. Um, I am really excited, though, because now that just means we have to cover them. So. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cryptids are weird. Cryptids are weird. There's always like, you got to figure out if they're real or not. I think almost all cryptids are real. <laughs> Who are we guessing or joking here? <laughs> In the Mothman has to be real because you have so many things that just like worship him. I promise, guys. I should just, you know what my username should be? Mothman Stan account. That's me. <laughs> it's not going to be oh, that, though. Gosh. Don't look for me. Mothman Stan account. It's hilarious. So, other true crimey cool things that I just wanted to like, they're not big enough to have like their whole own thing for the moment, but it's just like, Holy crap, this happened during my COVID week. So I have to talk about it with someone. I haven't had a lot of human interaction, guys. So <laughs> this is talking to you is my human interaction. The Hotel Cecil opened back up. Whoa. I can't even believe it. So it was closed down in 2017. For those that don't know, everyone should know because everyone knows about Elisa Lamb and all that stuff. But it was closed down in 2017. And nowadays in December, it was under renovations and it got opened up sometime between December and now. And it's housing 600 single individual room 
areas for low income people. I can't believe it's low income. It's just like, have you have you been to the Hotel Cecil? Well, it's no. terrifying. Of course, it's low income. That area is Skid Row. It's terrifying there. We drove. Pa- oh my god! Down by Skid Row. <laughs> so I I went there. I went to Hotel Cecil, and um, I did not like go inside. It was closed down, obviously. And it was. And you chickened out. COVID. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. No, I know the story. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're an asshole. I love you though. Anyways, <laughs> um, there was a lot happening. Okay. <laughs> no, there was. There was. I um, don't think I would have been able to either. Yeah. So I, I wasn't able to like really like take a whole tour of Hotel Cecil or do anything like cool or anything like that. But it's a it's in a slight shady area. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna throw that out. It's hella fucking scary, actually. No comment. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next cool thing that I found this week. <laughs> like I said, I've had a lot of time to talk to myself in the past week, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this other thing. Okay, so I guess I want people's opinions because I have my own, but my opinions don't always line up with everyone else's. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I have my personal opinions, but there's this trend on TikTok. We all know how I feel. I love I love TikTok and I love trends. But this TikTok trends got me feeling ways. So what you do is like it's this folder and then it has folder. It's a it's a binder that has folders in it. And each folder has like a label on it and what you do with that. So one, you know, is labeled like personal documents and it'll have your birth certificate, your social security card, your, you know, like wedding documents, whatever you got, things like that. You have a copy of your fingerprints in there. Another one will be like your medical history. Another one has like a copy of your dental records. Another one has photos or something like that. And it has recent photos, pictures of you with different hair lengths, different hair colors, things like that. And the whole concept of this is, is this like file folder binder thing is for if you go missing, get kidnapped, get murdered, something it's to help. But okay. All I got to say is, what if someone breaks into your house? Yeah. Like your whole life is being able to be stolen. And on theirs, they also were like, put all your passwords, put all your banking information, everything. I get the concept of this, but I feel like it should be somewhere safer than just a binder in your home. I mean, like maybe even like your local police station has a spot for them. Type some, of thing. Because there's one online, and of course I forgot to write it down before I started recording. There's one for kids you can do where, like, when you have a child, every six months you update it, and it is so that your child, if they go missing or if anything happens, they can solve it by like looking back on these older photos, all these older things. Okay, whatever. That's my whole thing. That's my sh- my spiel. I'm done. I think it could be bad. I think it could be really, really bad, but it could also be really helpful. I just feel like everyone needs to have their fingerprints and dental records done all the time so that if something bad happens, but not necessarily not everything like your else. social, your birth certificate. Yeah. Like- Especially having all that in one spot. Oh, you're just begging exactly. for a bad thing. So on to Tinder, eh? <laughs> we love our apps. So... Since we're doing another short stories, you guys know the drill at this point, but we're going to do a few simple back to back to backs and we're going to do Daniel Drayton first and then second will be Jesse Kimson, third Eric Stelzer and last we're going to do Bailey Boswell. I guess let's jump on in. It might not be Daniel. I think it's Daniel. Am I wrong? Daniel. 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 Well, like E-A. <clears throat> okay, guys, so this is spelled D-A-N-U-E-A-L. So it's like, yeah, it's Daniel, but like Dan, Daniel. Well, I figured it's either Daniel or Daniel. But that sounds very It sounds feminine. weird, but we're going to go with Daniel. There's literally a link right here. We could just watch the link and probably figure out. No, (laughs) we're going to go with Daniel, guys. All right. So first is Daniel Drayton, a 27 year old who found himself as a victim on as of Tinder. Nope, I'm already off to a bad start. Can't read. (laughs) It's been a while, guys. 
First, we're going to cover Daniel Drayton, a 27-year-old who finds victims through Tinder, other dating apps, and rideshare apps like Uber. This one is a doozy, and it takes place in three different states. Let's start it off. Where it's we... a doozy? <laughs> it's, a, it's a doozy. Oh, no. You know my new favorite word I've decided? What? <laughs> um, I'm going with zany this month. Like, oh, that's so zany. No, you're not. Yeah, it's fun. It's like quirky, but not as overused. Like, oh, that's so zany. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch work. It's not going to work. I've been using zany a lot. It kind of makes me feel psychopathic, though, but it's okay. Like, I'm just feeling a little zany right now. Like, it's almost manic, but not quite there. Where, where did, where, what is the origin of this word? I said it in my dream, and then I decided it was good enough to use in real life. Okay. So zany it is. Let's start off on our zany adventure, guys. I'm just going to quote Mean Girls every time you say it. (laughs) (laughs) We're beginning the story in Connecticut because Daniel Drayton is from Connecticut. Since this is a shorts episode, I can't go all the way back to his childhood and upbringing and go through like his entire life. And that's kind of good because it's hard to find information on it. (laughs) So let's instead begin in 2011. In November of 2011, Drayton was charged after beating and choking his, at the time, girlfriend on Thanksgiving in East Haven. The East Haven police were called to his home where they said a supposed robbery was happening because that's what was told to them in the phone call. Once the officer had arrived, they realized it was not a robbery, but instead a domestic violence issue. The female victim had severe bruising on the left side of her face, red marks on her neck from being choked as well. The victim was taken to Yale New Haven Hospital for treatment, and Drayton had told the police that, no, it was just a robbery taking place, and he was stopping the robbery. So he's, like, trying to make himself look like the hero. Right. By the way, we really jumped into this really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, we're here. Hi, we're going to talk about random shit. Okay, now he's strangling his first girlfriend. (laughs) I really, I could not find out much more, and I'm sorry, guys. Drayton was intoxicated at the time of this event. And he had scratches all over his face as if defense wounds from the victim. This resulted in that girlfriend ending their relationship and she ended up getting a protective order. Yeah, so uh, robbery, right? Yeah, of course. Well, if you thought the protective order was going to do anything good, he was then arrested for choking the same woman four months later. He does not like to follow rules, this man. No, he does not. I was going to say that kind of violates uh, a lot of those things. Well, the... He was sentenced with a $20,000 bail, and the judge decided to completely reduce this to a few months probation and release him. I love law enforcement. This whole, this story, the reason why it's so zany is because... Stop it, you can't use that, no. (laughs) Is because it's just so off the wall, like everything in this, you're like, oh, that's the point where they could have stopped it and fixed, oh, never mind. Oh, here's the spot, and then you're like, oh, no. So. Okay. Mm, now, the reason why I'm telling you these details about his previous relationships before the tender date is because it, it'll all like wrap together because that's not the tender girl. That's that's just his, his previous girlfriend. This is the this is the history before the mystery. It You know, you took the words right out of my darn <laughs> mouth. there. It's uh, it's the, the prelude, as people say. All right. So the police determined Drayton started the altercation, probably. So they charged him with second degree assault and second degree strangulation. It was the first of what would be five arrests over seven years. All of those arrests were for violence against women. He was in and out of prison for four and a half years during this time. Okay, so maybe like lock him up for longer. Hmm. Stop like making a shorter sentences. Seems like he's a problem. Might be. I don't think he's getting the point across. Well, because he hasn't murdered anyone yet. Okay. <laughs> That's why. So he doesn't get serious time unless he murders someone. Uh, That's apparently. Again, I love our law enforcement. Is this like a Connecticut thing? Someone in Connecticut, tell me. <laughs> in May of 2014, Drayton was caught holding a woman captive in her Waterbury home. I could not find out how much trouble he got in for this, but it wasn't enough to stop him because he was arrested. But while that case was pending, he was also found later again at her house and he was sentenced to three years in prison for unlawful restraint. 
So I think he like went back to redo the crime. And that's when he was actually arrested. He was released in April of 2017. It sounds like I'm leading you on this like wild chase of how this could ever relate to Tender. But I I promise this will relate to Tender at one point. But the next part of this involves a dating app that isn't Tender. So in November of 2017, Drayton had met a 26-year-old girl named Zania Barney. And they met through a dating app. They began a relationship shortly after. Barney had told Drayton that he was a dream guy at first, like just perfect. But shortly after, his true colors came through and he was violent and aggressive with her. Barney accused... (laughs) The fact that her last name is Barney is making Mm -hmm. this so much more (laughs) difficult. Barney accused Drayton of choking her violently and attacking her once when she was trying to break up with him. A few days later, he slashed her tires And in a chilling Facebook message, he wrote to her, this is just the beginning. And we found that out because it was part of the court transcripts. So that's because he again went to court for all this threat. So we already know he has a bunch of issues with attacking women and he was violating orders to stay away from him. He also was repeatedly skipping check ins with his probationary officers. So when he came before a county judge for a bail hearing in Nassau County for all of this, no one there somehow was aware he had any history of violence against women. In a hearing? Yeah. In a hearing? Yeah. They say that accidentally, like, it got past the wrong police department and blah, blah, blah. You can read up on about it. And pretty much everyone blamed someone else. I was reading it and it sounded just like humba jumba. Like he said, she said. Yeah. And it was missing from his court file. So even though he was on probation, he ended up moving to a different state. He moved to New York because he just got off. Okay. So now we're in New York. We still haven't met our Tinder date, guys. (laughs) But while in New York, he did meet someone from Tinder. He met Samantha Stewart from Tinder and he went out on a date. Samantha Stewart was 29 years old. She was a nurse from Queens. And we are finally to the Tinder part. So. Drayton allegedly raped and killed Stewart. Well, he allegedly raped. He did kill. On July 17th, Stewart was found beaten and strangled to death in her bedroom in Springfield Gardens, Queens, New York. She was beaten so badly, all of her teeth were knocked out of her face. Well, that ramped up really quickly. That's a lot of force. Yeah. I'm remembering like being a kid and even pulling out your wiggly tooth like how did you always get your teeth out? I've made someone tie a piece of floss around it and then close the door. I've done that or I would just pull it out. Oh, uh, I wasn't ballsy. My I sister... just like would play with it a lot. You know, I just like sit here and play with it. Mm, I loved playing with them, though. My sister always wanted to rip mine out and I just hated her for it. <laughs> <She's>, no, <laughs> she always would do the thing where she's like, I'm going to do it on the count of it didn't matter what the fucking count of was. She did it on a different number right. or she wouldn't even count. She'd be like, I'm going to do it on the count mm-hmm. of three. Boom. And you're like, I hate you. (laughs) I didn't have siblings. so I don't know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I don't know the struggle. (laughs) Yeah, they're not. They're not fun when you're growing up. I'll be real. I've heard. I've heard. So this ramped up really fast because now he's on to killing someone. But side note, a month before Drayton had met and killed Stewart via tender, detectives in the NYC Special Victims Division we're actually investigating a Brooklyn woman's report and she described a person and she used the last name Drayton of a man that had choked her and raped her after they met and went on a date via tender. Hmm. Kind of. So he didn't like get caught on that one. Correct. Until later. Correct. So the New York City detectives were now trying to track Drayton for the murder of Stewart. And they tracked him all the way to a hotel room in Los Angeles because he had used Stewart's credit cards to purchase the flight and like the room in L.A. That was uh, not the smartest thing he could have done. Of all things, like, my dude. Yeah, I, let uh, me just lead them straight to me. Because of all things, why not? Um, if it's a well, I guess it said credit cards. I was going to say, why not take the money out? But I uh, still... Because if he had cash, cash money, they wouldn't have known where he went. But they would have been able to get footage from the ATM. Yes. Of him 
yeah. of him getting the money. But then when he runs, you know, just change your appearance. You when couldn't you get, get the money out without like a pin. That's what I'm saying. Get the pin from her before you murder her. Oh, no, that's <laughs> that's that's too much. Well, yeah, that's a lot of work. <laughs> like ha- he had a step by step plan. You can't rape, get the pin, then murder. That's too many steps. He was right. on a two step process. Two step process. God, what a scumbag. So the regional task force found him in California and they barged into this room and they found him holding another woman captive. Okay. Clearly, he's not learning from these mistakes. Like these type of people are not being rehabilitated when it's a violent offense this bad and he keeps doing it. He is not the whole. Okay, so this woman, (laughs) I'm just so angry at the story. This woman he had raped and attacked for over two days now. Lovely. Drayton was pleading not guilty in a Los Angeles County Superior Court to the charges of sexual assault and attempted murder in this North Hollywood woman. By the way, this woman he met in an Uber, not via tender. But he he was in L.A. on court now, like in court. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I didn't do that. Even though he was caught red handed with right. her. Like, yeah. literally, like, how? how? <laughs> no, that wasn't me. That was the ice. Bucket man machine. This is very uh the show you vibes. <laughs> it's very oh. you yelled at me last time, so <laughs> I can't think of what his name is. Joe. Joe Goldberg. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, because you said that it reminds me of you, and it sounded like you meant me. I well, sounded I like know. A that's why I emphasize this time. And nonetheless, I did make that one TikTok where I said I'm Joe Goldberg. So Oh yeah, you did. I did make a TikTok <laughs> calling myself him. So I was kidding, guys. I'm not Joe. I wear hats a lot too. I just like wearing hats. Am I Joe? We might be Joes. Oh, we're Joes. We're Joes. (laughs) That's why we're so good at this. (laughs) Oh, and the tables turn. So the CBS Los Angeles uh, station had interviewed Drayton after being arrested, and he bragged about committing six other murders on the coast. That took a spin. He's like, I didn't do it. Hey, yeah, but I also did these right. other six. Because <laughs> it's not cool to just rape someone and hold them in a hot in a hotel room. He wanted the the like coolness of murdering. Like I'm I'm not okay. saying that to be a dick. I mean that in a literal sense. Like how people in prison think like things are cool. Of, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like we all know there's a hierarchy in prison. If you're a child molester, you are the lowest of the low. I think it's if you beat your wife or something, you're really low. If you murder children, you're really low pedophiles are like the worst you know there's a hierarchy yeah and so he probably thought like well this will make me cool it'll give me rep so he was charged with attempted murder forcible rape false imprisonment by violence and sexual penetration by a foreign object Mm, don't like that one and when he was quoted in prison he said i really liked her i didn't want to kill her they told me she had to die. They? Ah, uh, yes, because like most things, he blamed the voices in his heads and the demons because he suffers oh. from schizophrenia, bipolar 2 disorder. Okay. Authorities said he has never had a history of mental illness, though. And oh, well, he- they got that one right. They finally found the records for, the, for him, for <laughs> yeah, his, found- his medical records, but, you know, they couldn't. They couldn't get everything else. He also claimed, you're going to love this one, too. He claimed that when he was strangling Stuart, he was actually trying to resuscitate her from choking. Okay. That's not how choking works. No. (laughs) So this one was a doozy. Like I said, he's currently being held at the Twin Towers Correctional Facility. He's on a $1.25 million bail. And the police said he has now claimed responsibility for several rapes and murders in New York and Connecticut area. I love how bail works. Like, if you really don't want. If you really don't want them to get out, just make it like, no on bail, just like have, don't have a bail. Like, I don't understand why you have to just make it. One- Does every what if someone was like, yeah, I'll pay one point two five million and get you out. Does do, does some states require a bail? I'm um like they require that everyone has a right to a bail isn't that a thing? probably but i think that's, that's stupid that's not equality that's stupidity stupidity <laughs> <laughs> i want a better word it's, it felt like you were gonna go there so i thought i would 
it's not equality. It's it's just it's um, like naiveness, like I, really ignorance, like really, yeah, like why, why, what is the reason for this? It's not helping anyone, especially we see that took me what thirty minutes, twenty minutes to go over this man's ordeal, and not a single one of those was excusable. No, it's not like oh the the wife was beating him and he pushed her down, right? And he's like, yo, I'm really sorry. It really was an act of self defense. I didn't mean to hurt my wife. I'm so sorry. Like even then, you know, you got to look into all the things. Like, did that really happen? It was she really doing that? Was he really doing that? No, he was just like, oh, she was choking. So I had to choke her back to well, try to he fix literally, her. He literally got caught red handed like every time. Multiple times. So no, well, you're a scum of the earth. Go away. There's another time where police believed he raped a 23 year old woman in Park Slope, Brooklyn. He claimed responsibility for killing a Bronx man who died after being attacked by two other men five months ago. So he like took credit for it, even though it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. And then he also identified an Indian man that was murdered in Connecticut as a different victim, which is unidentified. That is how it was worded in the uh, news article. I cannot find out more, though, because that's literally the exact quote. So he's like, and then they moved on to a new paragraph trying to get more clout in yeah. prison. Like, he just keeps taking credit for other things now. So it'd be now- really funny if he met the guy that actually did it. <laughs> it's like his prison cellmate and he's, he's like, like nah bro hmm. that was me <laughs> so that that was the first one little <sighs> i don't even know if that one would scare me away from tinder or what because yes that was a tinder thing but i cannot believe i'm i'm not throwing any shade to Stuart one bit bless her soul right now but i feel like a man like that would put up some signs that you could read being like red flags, red flags. She was the one that said that he was dream guy, though, right? No, that was the girl before. Oh. Which, OK, I guess more than one person said that the ex-girlfriend said something similar in an interview. So maybe he really is just a really good con man. Maybe he's like, who am I thinking of? Joe Goldberg? <laughs> well, yeah, Joe is really charming, <laughs> but no. Who am I thinking of? Ted Bundy? No. A TV show? Nope. Are we playing charades? Nope. Another another murder murderer. Another murderer. He was really nice at first. Really time. super charming. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. No. R. Who's R? R. Robert Speck. Robert Fleck. Robert. Whoa. Who the fuck did I just name? <laughs> <laughs> did I just make up a serial killer? Whoa! I think I did. Who's who's the Mountain Dew guy? What? Oh, Richard Ramirez? Yes. No, he is not. Who am charming? I thinking of then? Did I make up the man Richard Speck? Is that a real person? <laughs> okay, no, I didn't. Richard Speck is a real man. He was a mass murderer who killed a bunch of student nurses. Oh. I don't know how I know him though. Dick. I hope he's famous and I didn't just rattle that name off the top of my head. He's That's famous, creepy. right? That's a famous name. I have no idea. Richard Ramirez was not charming. He's the one that had the uh, nasty teeth and was gross. I really. Who's the guy that um, that Zac Efron played in the movie? No. That was very charming. I feel like that's who you're talking about. I don't. I know absolutely nothing about Ted Bundy. It's not Ted Bundy. Okay. I'm thinking of the guy that um, helped students. I don't remember where. Um, like get around. Like he would drive. He would drive them. And he's very charming. But he was older, like significantly older than them. Uh, I can't think of him. On like campus, like college students? Yes. Um, all... Did he wear an orange coat? <gasps> Hold on. Who am I thinking I of? know exactly who you're thinking of. I'm like, I can't think of his name. <laughs> oh my God. The orange coat guy. Oh God. It's so neon orange. Yeah. Like it's orange. It's it's uh, not Richard Chase. Am I making up Richard Chase? Look up Richard Chase and tell me it's not him. Please don't know. Like I only heard another podcast cover it. I'm not. Tell me. Tell me it's not Richard Chase is the orange coat killer. If I'm wrong, then I will. I will give you five dollars. I feel like. Yeah. Daniel Rawlings killed a bunch of college students. <laughs> I mean, he did. You're not wrong. Um, Ed Kemper is the one that's also called the co-ed killer. 
he killed female college students in Santa Cruz. Uh, he's the one that's like six nine or six eight, something like that. He's super fucking big. And he's the one that at one point he was like, he had the woman in his car and the cop drove right up and was like, what you doing with that woman? And he's like, nothing. And I like, think oh, it is him. Okay. Was he super when you strong? look at pictures of that man standing next to someone, they look like someone's photoshopped, but you can't tell which one. <laughs> Does that make sense? Whoa. Isn't that wild? Yeah. He's like literally six eight or six nine. He's a giant. Okay, moving on. So let's move on to our second person. This is the story of Jesse Kempson. So let's start off by talking about Grace Emmy Rose Mullane. She was a 22-year-old girl from Wickford, Essex. She had recently graduated from the University of Lincoln with a bachelor's degree in advertising and marketing. At this point, she was currently backpacking through her gap year and celebrating her 22nd birthday. During this adventure, she would end up being declared missing from Auckland, New Zealand. Mullane was on a two-week stay in New Zealand after spending six weeks in South America. She had entered New Zealand on November 20th, 2018. I almost said 2008. Could you tell? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to screw up one of the years. <laughs> she had traveled around the upper North Island area, and then she arrived in Auckland on November 30th. At 9 p.m. on December 1st, she was seen in a Victoria's Secrets store. A what? Victorious. Ah! <laughs> That's not what that says. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about Victoria's Secrets. Nope. It's also secret. Why are you putting emphasis on the secrets? Because <laughs> I'm trying to pronunciate. Victoria's Secret. So at 9 p.m. <laughs> I was so proud I did 2018 right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at 9 p.m. on December 1st, she was seen in Victoria Street. That's where, not Victoria's Secrets. It is not secret. <laughs> Just like it's not anyways. Bro, I saw this funny ass TikTok today. <laughs> this girl was like, yeah, and this is my favorite candle from Bed Bath & Beyond Works. Bed Bath & Beyond Works. Bed Bath & <laughs> Bed, bath, and body beyond works. Bed, bed, beyond works. Bed, beyond, bed, bath, body. Bed, bed bath, and Beyonce? And she just, like, can't Could get not. it right. And I was cackling. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen on the internet. It's bath and body works. She was trying and to bed, say. bed, bath, and yeah. beyond. And I think she wanted to say bath and body works. Yeah. But she did not get there. No. Nope. <laughs> so... She was on Victoria Street. 15 minutes later, she was seen via CCTV. And at 941, she was last seen at City Life Hotel on Queen Street with a man named Jesse Kimson, who she had earlier that day matched with via Tender the Dating App. Milan's parents became concerned after she didn't reply to the birthday wishes they sent her on December 2nd, which would have been her 22nd birthday. The police started investigating three days later, finally. The hotel she was staying at reported that she never went back to her room the night of her disappearance. Police initially said there was no evidence of foul play, however. By December 8th, they announced they were going to treat the case as a homicide investigation and Kempson would be the main suspect due to evidence that was found. But, Quote. <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't tell anyone what it was, including the parents. Mm, okay. So the tw it kind of reminds me of the Elisa Lamb story, like how mm -hmm. she was overseas and they wouldn't give information. And when there's family overseas, things like that, which also reminds me of the Madeline McCann story and stuff. Whenever there's a different countries being involved, I feel like it gets really messy. Amanda Knox, things like that. Like, well, there's different laws. And but I feel like if it, you have to share it with the people that evidence should be shared with the people that know this person best if you're trying to find this person because they are going to know their whereabouts probably better than you do. Mm -hmm. Or like if they were kidnapped, things like that. They, they're they not going to get help in a land that this person's visiting for two weeks without help of right, someone. Right, no one's going to know who the person is yeah. or anything like that. And the most help they're going to be is like exactly in the least lamb case where they're like, well, the roommates that she had said she was acting weird. Okay, that's hey, thanks. great. Can you give us more information? No, because we don't know her. Oh, okay, thanks. Like, moving on. 
Moving on. (laughs) 26-year-old man Jesse Shane Kimson was charged and taken into custody for her murder on December 8th, 2018 at 3 p.m. Mullane's body was found in the Waitakari Ranges the following day at 4 p.m. Did that sound right? Waitakari? Maybe. Waitakari. Waitakari. I know it's wait. Wait. But I don't know the A weird thing. Okay. Sure. Okay. The police asked for the public's help in finding a shovel that they believed was used to bury the body to relate Kimson to the crimes. So even though they told the parents they had evidence that was found, they were asking the public for help in finding evidence. Doesn't that seem backwards? Interesting. That's why I'm like so confused about this one. And they didn't release much because it's overseas. And I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting story. So I threw it in here, though. Police were requesting also for the public's help in tracing the movements of the rental car that Kempson had leased during that time. So Kempson appeared in the Auckland High Court on January 16th, 2019, where he pleaded not guilty. In court, Kempson made a plea to keep his name disclosed from all records. But shortly after, it was disclosed that Kempson had been convicted of nine charges of rape, sexual violation, threatening to kill, and assault in two sexual violent trials before this event. And around that time, they were like, yeah, we're not going to leave your name out of this. You kind of seem like a douchebag. So again, I have zero faith in our... <laughs> just Okay, but this one's not the American court system, at least. That's the only downside, uh, upside. This one wasn't us. Completely? Like, that's where he's from? Uh, yeah. Hmm. It okay, seems like it. Still. Kim- zero law enforcement. <laughs> zero faith and zero law enforcement. I'm just going nowhere ever. <laughs> Kimson claimed she died during consensual sex. Okay. <laughs> you go with that. We'll see and how he it goes. her body. <laughs> The prosecutor, however, testified that killing Milan, Kimson then conducted several internet searches on how to dispose of bodies while also viewing porn at the same time. Okay, great. The prosecutor said Kimson calmly and callously disposed of Milan's body, Milan's body, sorry, and any other evidence, and then created a labyrinth of storytelling and lies to cover his tracks. How did he cover up looking it up? (laughs) That sounds like something Nancy Grace would say. Like, labyrinth of storytelling lies. I don't understand. Three female witnesses whom Kempson had also met via Tinder testified that he was a masochist and he liked bondage sex that included severe choking. The defense, defense, the defense. (laughs) The the defense team. I thought I was saying it weird. No. The defense. Sure. That's why I said it weird. I say defense, not defense. Defense is that's sports. interesting. I say defense yeah, exactly. Like law. And is that <laughs> is that correct? Is that like grammatically correct to say it differently when you're thinking of different things? I don't know, but that's how it is in my head. Defense. Yeah, no, it is for me too. Defense like, of like were you a cheerleader? Sports. It's defense, defense, get tough. You wouldn't say like defense, defense, get tough. You'd sound fucking stupid, right? But when I'm talking about a jury, I'm going to say the prosecutor and the defense, not the prosecutor and the defense. That one's an interesting one. I feel the same way. I don't. That's why I kept saying it. It sounded weird, but I I was like, I'm not pronouncing this word wrong, but I am somehow. Right. I know someone will come for me. Someone always does. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Tell us we're wrong. So the team argued that Milan's death was the result of consensual sexual misadventures between Kimson and Milan. They alleged that Milan had an interest in bondage and sadomasochism and had asked Kimson to choke her during consensual sex games, which went wrong. So no pineapple. Is pineapple the safe word? Usually. Hmm. That's what most like movies are like. You just say pineapple. Um, I thought pineapple was a term that means you're swingers. Oh, yeah, it does. Huh. That's weird that they go hand in hand. I wonder if it's pineapple. That's interesting. Pomegranate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, that's just there was no safe word. Pomegranates. <laughs> 
They claim that after her death, Kempson only got rid of, rid of the body due to a, like being in panic. Mm. So after a three-week trial, not very long, on November 22nd, 2019, after deliberating for five hours, he was convicted of a unanimous guilty verdict and sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum non-parole period of 17 years. Bye. Hashtag later. You can't use Tinder anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So next is Eric Stelzer. This incident began in Massachusetts on a Thursday night in December of 2018 when Cohasset maybe Cohasset seems better Cohasset police responded to a 911 call before 10 p.m. for a report of a disturbance at Steltzer's residence on Church Street. When officers entered the home, they saw Steltzer assaulting a woman with a knife and other weapons. So, caught red-handed. Again, caught red-handed. I bet he doesn't have Stop a it. Of I don't. <laughs> Police used tasers to subdue the 25-year-old man, Eric Stelzer. Stelzer became unresponsive at the scene and later died while the woman, Megan Tapley, who was 24, was hospitalized with extensive injuries. Mm-mm. Tapley suffered extensive stabbing and slashing wounds where the EMTs immediately had to provide medical treatment. But they also had to provide medical treatment for Steltzer because he was being transported to the local hospital because of being tased so much, and that's when he died. Code blue. (laughs) Thanks, medical Kylie. (laughs) (laughs) So he stabbed her five times, over five times, in the face. Oh. In the face. Nope. Including one in the eye. I don't like that. He claimed she was a devil and he was just playing God. Okay. The neighbors heard Tapley screaming from the apartment and she was screaming at them to call the police. She tried escaping by crawling out a door and crawling out a window and that's how the neighbors heard her. So let's talk about these two people and how they came into this situation. Stelzer was 6'8". Who else is (laughs) 6'8"? Edmund Kemper. We just figured this out. (laughs) Um. Wait, is his name Edmund? Edmund Kemper? Yeah. Okay. Because remember, in the Cassie Joe Stoddart case, they were like, what's that one guy? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. And he called him, like, Edward or whatever. And I was like, that's not even his fucking name. And I started freaking yep, out. Yeah, I do remember this. Fucking dumbass kids. <laughs> <sighs> it doesn't even take a genius to know who Edmund Kemper is. Um, But everyone just called him Ed. I'm not, like, buddy-buddy with him. I don't give people nicknames, right. though. <laughs> I, like that's a real pet peeve of mine if you know me very well when people give serial killers nicknames like i knew this person and he always called um jeffrey dahmer jeffy mm. and i was like uh why do you call him that and he's like i think it's funny it's like a little nickname and i was like that's disgusting because nicknames like a are a term name. of endearment yes do not give a serial killer you fucking uh I hate you, Lorelai. Serial killers. I say as I'm right now reading a timeline dedicated to serial killers, but I'm not glorizing uh, them. Yeah, no. there's a difference. There is a big difference. Well, this man was six eight. Just I'm just breezing past all that. Stelzer was six eight, three hundred plus pounds, twenty five years old. He was an online bodybuilder, and he had fitness routines on Instagram and YouTube. He's actually pretty well known. He's fucking huge, bro. This man Yikes. scares me. Stelzer had been receiving care from mental health professionals over the past month, his family had said. But during a gathering not long before this on Christmas, they had noticed that he had been having a mental health decline. He was experiencing delusions and extreme paranoia, and he was behaving erratically. The family lawyer also stated that all that was true. They believed Stelzer was having a psychotic break So his family had called the Cohasset police and EMTs to perform an assessment on Christmas Day. The family lawyer was reported saying the following. Kylie, go. The assessment by the EMTs was that he did not need assistance due to the fact that he was lucid enough to know his own name and the date. The family lawyer reported. (laughs) I mean, 
just because you know your name in the day yeah you're lucid but doesn't mean you're not fucking psychotic and you can be lucid and have um um uh delusions yeah and delusions i feel like are the scariest part like paranoia that's fucking terrifying i get it behaving erratically is terrifying and stuff but at least you can see it happening firsthand but like when you're delusional like you just start to believe anything that is a straight psychotic break i mean the date and then that that's not enough and also i feel like because it was christmas of course he's gonna remember the date that is a significant date like oh yeah you know what i mean it's easier to remember and you heard christmas music for the past two weeks that's probably part of your delusions is hearing that noises and stuff i mean they make me go crazy (laughs) (laughs) i understand your psychotic break sir (laughs) so the family hired a professional intervention team the next day to get stelzer into an inpatient treatment but the events of Thursday night took place before the intervention was implemented. So Seltzer met with a woman he had been talking to and he matched with the attender. Her name was Megan Tapley. Tapley was a 24-year-old woman who had been working as a veterinarian assistant at an animal center in Saugus for the past three years, and she is the youngest of three. Tapley's sister had once said, On Thursday, December 27th, Megan Tapley fell victim to a domestic violence dispute that could have ended her life. If not for the heroic efforts of the Cohasset Police Department, Megan's injuries are extensive and will require many surgeries. Her recovery will take a very long time. So after her injuries, Tapley does need plastic surgery and she has to go see an eye specialist from being stabbed in the eye. Her friends and family had started a GoFundMe. It is now closed. That's why I'm not linking it. More than $3,900 were donated in just the first day it was up. Tapley stated that Tinder was the reason she came in contact with Stelzer in the first place. So they originally were going to go for a lawsuit with Tinder. Tinder had never made any public statements despite many efforts from news and police to get a quote about the situation. You can't really blame Tinder. Tinder. I know. Like, you wanna, but you can't. It's like blaming the phone book for. Having your address on it? Yeah. Like. Yeah. You put as much information on there as you want and. And it's an. uh, You're choosing to have that. Yeah. You got to be smart about it. So police officers that used the tasers were originally put on a leave after the event, but later they were expunged of all accounts of police brutality because Tapley's family stood up for them during all the court hearings and were like, you know. Technically, they he they saved a life, and plus that man would just be put on death row. They they did the right thing, so the police officers did not get in trouble for it. So I don't know if that one's. I mean, I feel of, like you could call off, like you, like, all right, he's tased, like let's simmer down. But who knows how violent? Yeah. If he was having a psychotic break, and he's that I big mean, monster of a dude, just like stabbing her in the maybe it took multiple and they didn't know if he was subdued and then it just all happened so fast because they probably didn't know if she was alive that too i mean because he's a big dude yeah i don't know there's a lot of gray area there yeah that one was just weird i picked the wildest ones i could find really because just wait for this next one bro i picked some weird ones could have picked like the tender or the dating game killers and people like Rodney at Cal Alec Alacala and them. But like, nah, I just fucking went with these wild ass ones. I'm hooked on them. Whenever I see them on TikTok or anything, I'm like, <laughs> I have to know more. I met Corey, but I could have been killed. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, I had rules too. Bailey Boswell. This is our last one, I think, isn't it? Uh, am I a liar? No, it's our last one. I don't know. I forgot. So this case doesn't have a ton of information. A lot of these didn't because they were just kind of smaller cases, even though they were wild enough to be big cases. But I'm going to tell you what we do know. It took place in November of 2017 when Sydney Loof, a woman, went on a date with another woman named Bailey Boswell after they had met on Tinder. Of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Wait, we're talking about Tinder? Wait, Tinder? They met on Tinder, right? Tinder. Okay. Loof was 24 years old and was working as a clerk in a local hardware store. 
Boswell was a 27-year-old woman who was already in a relationship with a man and did not tell this to Loof. At the end of the day, Boswell invited Loof to come back to where she lived, but Loof obviously did not know that Boswell shared an apartment with her boyfriend, which was a man named Aubrey Trail, who was 54 years old. Whoa. So we got Boswell, 27 female, Loof, 24 female, Trail, 54 male. All right. Wait, and Trail is connected to who? Trail's dating... um, Boswell? Boswell. Okay. Loof is the victim. Okay. I got it. I got it now. So when Loof went to the apartment, she ended up being murdered brutally because... Trail was known to invite people over for orgies, but that was unknown to Loof and was unknown. Like Loof didn't know anything about the fact that Trail existed until Loof got there. So Loof got there and refused to go along with the events of the orgy and stuff. So she ended up being attacked for it. Trail and Boswell had strangled Loof with an electric wire until uh, Loof was dead Trail, the man, later claimed that he didn't mean to kill her. He was just really into erotic asphyxiation. Seems like a a normal excuse of the night. Very much. So her body then was cut into 14 different pieces and packed into garbage bags. Mm -hmm. Then the bags were scattered along a ditch on a country road in an attempt to dispose of the body and hide the crime. Boswell and Trail were captured in video surveillance, purchasing saws and other cutting tools, bleach, roaster pans, and trash bags all before a loose state with Boswell. Oh, that's premeditated. I was going to say, that's a little (laughs) pre-planning right there. (laughs) Bailey Boswell was recently sentenced to life imprisonment and was almost the first woman from Nebraska to be put on death row due to this. During the trial, here were some of the points that were made. So, Bailey Boswell, she was the woman that was dating Aubrey Trail. She was a high school star athlete from Lyon, Iowa. She was a small town girl before she left for college. And then she ended up with Aubrey Trail, who was a con man twice her age. By the time Boswell had met Trail, she had been a victim of different sexual assaults. And she was trying to get away from an on-again, off-again relationship with a very abusive ex-boyfriend who had beat her and pimped her out and had taken her young daughter away from her. Mm. You'll find out Boswell's mom in a second. Boswell's lawyer said due to all that, she was the perfect victim to fall into the prey of being like Trail's underling in a sense. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not her fault that she was there for the ride. So Boswell met Trail in 2016 because he said he was online um, or he said she was online looking for a sugar daddy and he just happened to fall into her lap. Mm. They pleaded. <laughs> you are so <laughs> skeptical tonight. Just, mm, mm, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> they pleaded to the judges not to sentence her to death because she uh, is a mother which, again, that'll come into place in a minute. During the time that they were pleading to the judges, Boswell was crying in the other room and the whole court could hear her and they felt sympathy for her. Boswell was adopted when she was a child because her biological father was killed in a drug deal gone bad. My goodness. And they brought that up a lot in court, saying that that had lasting effects on her. Psychologists also testified that Boswell was abused and trafficked for sex by Trail and other exes And it jaded her into becoming the monster she is now. Like I've been saying, Boswell is a mother of a five-year-old. And that was the biggest thing that made the court's decision to not go with death sentence. Because they were afraid that if they took Boswell away from her child, it would start a whole new cycle. And Boswell's child would maybe go down the same dark path. Hmm. I mean, that's not necessarily how that works. but No. I mean, she's going to be in jail anyways. Yeah. So the jury found Boswell guilty of first degree murder, conspiracy and unlawful disposal of remains and trail was found guilty in 2019 and sentenced to death. It's never just a mannequin. 
it's it's never a um trap well it's never a trash bag first off it's never an empty trash bag no you know it makes me think of that movie with shia labeouf where he's like the neighbor of the dude that's disturbia. killing people what is it called disturbia is that really what it's called yeah and he's on house arrest yeah and uh the girl next door and he keeps watching her go in the pool and then one day she's like why are you peeping tom and um, the ringtone of the phone is, oh, me so horny. Uh, oh, my God. So yes. <laughs> I actually really like that movie. I fucking love that movie. It's on HBO Max or Tubi. I can't remember. Let's I watched it. it like two weeks ago. Guys, I tell you, we can always find something to relate to movies. movies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so most of these sources just came from news articles and court transcripts. I just found a person that died via tender and then I ran with it. I went to every news article I could find about it and I cycled through all those. And then I found every court document that was available. I did not purchase any of the excess court documents. That's maybe why I don't have all the information. But again, I was I was really sick. I was trying to knock out a a decent episode for you guys. So that's how this one came to be. Sorry if it didn't uh, light the fire for you guys. Maybe instead go download Tinder and start swiping no don't do it it's bad. i mean like well actually no do it we should be advocates uh, if nothing else. we really should but like just be smart about it like have right rules. rules if you don't know the rules to write message us and we'll help you write yes rules. <laughs> yes <laughs> have systems in place before you just decide to go over to someone's house so for closing notes, we're going to always thank our lovely family, Damon Vakovsky, our theme song creator, Taylor, our lab monkey creative Instagram boy, who, man, he's a man, uh, <laughs> our artwork and, and our amazing giveaway announcer and such. We're going to have Taylor start being more here. You guys are going to hear him here with your ears, the Taylor. Okay. Here, here. I'm just going to hear <laughs> I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. I missed <laughs> I missed podcasting so bad. We always want to say thank you to Corey for all of our help, our editing, and everything else he does for us. Core.media.photography on Instagram. Thank you, all you guys. You're awesome. Thank you to everyone that entered the giveaway. There were so many of you guys, and we are so thankful, and we are really excited to knock out the episode that our second place person is choosing We've been in contact with our winners and our winners are so nice. They're they such are. nice people. Yes. So thank you guys to all of you guys. Do not forget to follow the Instagram. We are going to start doing our um, final Fridays. It's coming soon. Foodie, foodie, food. Food. We love food. So definitely follow our Instagram. There's going to be some crazy stuff going on there. Um, at Cryptic Soup Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. You can always give a review and rating. So remember, guys, we would love to hear a review or a rating so that we know how we're doing and we can always try and improve. You guys can always give us any kind of um, uh, suggestions or just any kind of um, feedback. Feedback. I, I was really hinting around that word because I couldn't You couldn't get figure there. it out. I know. So I'm like, I'll just keep <laughs> saying other words. <laughs> you can do it on Apple Podcasts and our DMs, things like that. Remember, guys, subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us. And we're going to see you on the next episode next Tuesday. And hopefully, we hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. Because when we, when we talk to you next, it'll be just uh, past that, uh, that old Oh, yeah, because it's on Monday. Yeah. Lame. And, gonna, and we'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. But we're going to be recording before then. So to us, it'll be pre-Valley. But to you guys, it'll be after Valley. Valentine's Day. That's not a thing. I liked it. Okay. It was zany. (laughs) Can you just say, so we'll see you on the next episode next Tuesday, so I can stay tuned, please. No, I'm leaving it. Zany. Nope. See you on the next zany episode next Tuesday. Stay tuned. still being catfished download 
um, Snapchat. Am I not? Is that not a thing? I'm trying to think of how. How do the youths do it these days? (laughs) (laughs) So we're old now. Yeah. (laughs) So Corey had like rules. He's like, I will not go on another date or like stay with the person if they don't order alcohol because they're not of age. And if you can't go into the bar or like meet me at the bar, that's a no. Yeah, you're not of age. Good one. And well, not not necessarily. But um God, what were his other rules? I'm trying to think. I didn't know Corey was so methodical. Yeah, no, he has really good. I'll have to ask him to record something of his rules and just be like rule number one. (laughs) That's really smart. Mine was just like, hopefully they haven't hooked up with my exes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have that problem because I'm not from here. (laughs) It doesn't go up. Why did you go up? I don't know. I got really excited. You know that episode of Futurama I'm talking about, right? 